Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Well, so much for those train adjustments. The LIRR increases service after angry commuters tweet out photos of crowded trains. We're going to continue to monitor as we make adjustments. I'm Marla Diamond at the Mineola Station. On the roads, the cars are coming back too. You can see it in the traffic and we'll hear about the impact from Joe Connolly. Long Island leads downstate New York in getting shots in arms. And... Connecticut cranks out the COVID shots. I'm Sean Adams in Bridgeport. Final approval is due today on almost $2 trillion in COVID relief. And for Americans who need it most... Some people should start to see their checks by the end of the month. Dak Prescott, the Cowboys' new $160 million man, and the UConn women are Big East champs once again. This is Brad Heller. We will rewind time with the News Radio archives for this date's milestones on Tuesday, March 9th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. It's going to be a great day as far as the weather. Sunny, pushing 60 this afternoon. And the rest of the week looks pretty nice as well. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Welcome to Tuesday. This is the Morning News Roundup. They're going to have to adjust the adjustments on the Long Island Railroad because the first day of fewer trains saw people standing shoulder to shoulder. That wasn't designed to happen that way. Marla Diamond is on that story this morning. Marla, good morning. What are riders experiencing and why? Good morning, Wayne. We are here at the Mineola station where pandemic service cuts led to crowded commutes with LIRR passengers posting photos and videos of crowded trains, people standing packed in shoulder to shoulder. LIRR President Philip Eng tells WCBS he's seen the posts and the complaints and is making adjustments. We uh, saw a train from Rancock with a 5 a.m. train that was crowded and we're going to add a train in advance of that one. Uh, we had a similar issue on Babylon, and we're adding a train there. And then on Long Beach, we, we're adding a few cars to accommodate some needs there. A reduction in trains during peak time and bringing weekday service to almost weekend levels is allowing the railroad to save $15 million in operating costs as it tries to recover from a massive drop in ridership caused by the pandemic. But Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the money in the current stimulus bill for the LIRR should be enough to stave off drastic cuts. We are seeing more service on the 5 a.m. trains. The 5.50 here in Mineola was a bit crowded, but people were getting seats. So they, they're tweaking the tweaking. Anything specific that we know about, Marla? 
Well, they're adding uh, more trains early in the morning. Uh, a 5.08 uh, a.m. local train from Babylon to Penn Station, a 5.54 a.m. train from Massapequa Park, with all stops through Rockville Center, Jamaica, and Penn Station, and a 6.40 a.m. train from Freeport, stopping at Baldwin, Rockville Center, Jamaica, and Penn Station. Uh, they will have to adjust these adjustments as they go along. Obviously, more people are riding the trains as the economy tries to uh, make a, a, a rebound um, as uh, COVID cases decrease. All right, I asked for specifics and you had them from Mineola. Thank you, Marla Diamond on the Long Island Railroad where the platforms have been packed. And you know what? The roads are getting busy again, if you haven't noticed. Joe Connolly is here now with uh, one of our big money stories and how the traffic is coming back, Joe. Car traffic around New York has increased faster than any other form of transportation since the pandemic began, Wayne. The MTA says bridge and tunnel traffic is only about 10% lower than before the shutdown a year ago. Just 10% lower. But the Times says the car traffic is spread out across the day more than it used to be, in part because more people are running errands during the day and because more people are driving instead of taking the commuter railroad lines. The number of bus passengers has increased faster than subway ridership. Subway ridership is still down about 70%. It has stayed around 30% of normal. But bus ridership is only down about 40%. So that's 60% of normal. A Brooklyn College student tells the Times, buses come more frequently than they used to, and that makes social distancing easier because if one bus is full, you can wait for the next one. The biggest decline in subway ridership is at stations in Manhattan. Turnstile entries at the Times Square 42nd Street station in January was 80% lower than a year ago in January. Now, more cars are coming back, and we'll see what happens on the subways as well as the commuter rails and bicycles and mopeds and everything else. (laughs) Yep, man, a good old shoe leather, too. Thank you, Joe. It is the morning news roundup on Tuesday. Nassau County can claim bragging rights downstate when it comes to getting shots in arms. WCBS Long Island reporter Sophia Hall spoke with Nassau County Executive Laura Curran about that. I mean, so far in Nassau County, 23% of our population have received at least one dose of the shot. 23%. So we're getting there. That's more than any other large county and every other downstate county, including the five boroughs. Look who else is doing very well in getting the vaccinations out. That's Connecticut, which has been a leader during this pandemic. And Sean Adams is live there again this morning. Sean, what's the good word? Yeah, steady progress getting shots in arms since Connecticut switched to an age-based eligibility system. So in just one week, a quarter of the population, 55 to 64, got a dose. Connecticut Chief Operating Officer Josh Jabal. Our providers are doing a fantastic job. We had over 35,000 vaccines administered last Friday. That was an all-time record for the state of Connecticut in one day. So we're, uh, we're really cranking right now. So far, 75% of folks 75 and up have, have been vaccinated. 64% of the people 65 to 74. Cities are lagging behind the suburbs and fewer minorities have been vaccinated. Wayne? Sean, when can the younger people start getting their shots? Here's how it works in Connecticut. Every three weeks, the age drops. March 22nd, 45 and up. April 12th, 35. May 3rd, drops down to age 16. So Connecticut is on track to vaccinate every adult over the next few months. 
All right, Sean, thank you very much. And we're looking at different states around here. Guess which state in this United States of ours is about to have the highest income taxes? You might not want to live there. Maybe you would. That's next on the Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. Now on the Morning News Roundup, the weather day ahead with the exergen forecast. Here's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. 44 right now, and that is actually warmer than it was all day yesterday. That should give you an idea that it, this is going to be a very mild afternoon. Once we get this batch of clouds out of here, there's some cloudiness this morning, but the sun's coming up and we will get to see a mostly sunny sky by afternoon. Highs up around 60. Mostly clear tonight, close to 40 for the low again in the city, 28 to 34 for the colder suburbs. Tomorrow, more of a wind off the ocean, so it's probably not going to get as warm. Mid-50s tomorrow, a little bit milder inland, but definitely lower, staying in the 40s in many coastal sections for Wednesday. Thursday, though, a mix of sun and clouds becoming very mild. Highs well up in the 60s, 50 to 55 right along the coast. Again, 44 now, humidity 29%, and a southwest wind gusting up to 22 miles per hour. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Well, when it comes to our weather, one thing we have plenty of is wind. Now, how do you feel about a huge wind farm off the coast? Well, a big farm planned for off the Massachusetts coast is edging closer to federal approval. And that sets up what the Biden administration is hoping will be a model for a big increase in offshore wind energy all along the East Coast. The Vineyard Wind Project, south of Martha's Vineyard, would create 800 megawatts of electricity, enough for 400,000 homes in New England. And they're looking at that as a model for other offshore wind projects. President Biden wants to double that by 2030 as part of his methods of addressing climate change. And the highest income taxes in the country looks like it's going to be Hawaii. That's right. I mean, paradise has a price, doesn't it? Legislation now before the Hawaii Senate would make the income tax rate the highest of any state in the nation at 16%. California now has the current top rate at 13%. It's the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Each week, the 880 In-Depth Podcast takes a deeper dive into a story that matters in your world. What does this news about the tax scene mean? You know, it's hope in a bottle. Get a better understanding of important issues. The fastest way to actually get back is to accept the fact that we're going to socially distance. The 880 In-Depth Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Market futures are lower this morning. Now, the last time that we saw Dak Prescott, he suffered an awful ankle injury against the Giants back in October. And now, well, Brad Heller, next time we see Dak Prescott, he's going to be the richest player in Cowboys franchise history. Good morning, Wayne. They say everything is bigger in Texas, and Dak Prescott has a mammoth deal from the Cowboys, the long-term extension he's been looking for the last three years. Reportedly, it's four years, $160 million dollars, the deal includes $126 million guaranteed. Get this, the signing bonus is $66 million for Prescott, who, yes, is coming off that awful ankle injury. He is expected 
to make a full recovery. He's only 27. He'll be 28 in July, and Dallas saw just how bad they could be without him. They played three different quarterbacks after his injury. They finished 6-10. and 10. With this contract, Prescott, the second-highest-paid quarterback in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. That is according to the website Over the Cap, and that's only with one playoff win for Prescott, so the pressure will be on him for sure in 2021. Meanwhile, the Jets' Marcus May, no long-term deal for him. The Jets putting the franchise tag on the star safety. They have until July to get a deal done, Wayne. Otherwise, May will make about $11 million for next season. Yeah, and the way we're making progress with these vaccine shots, I wonder if we're going to have fans back in the stands in time for the next football season. Meantime, we got the UConn women, who are the Big East champs again, Brad. Again, 19-time Big East champions. They beat Marquette at Mohegan Sun last night, 73-39. This is after the Huskies spent seven years in the AAC where they never lost a conference game. They haven't lost a conference game since 2013. Their latest star is freshman Paige Beckers. She scored 23 points and was the most outstanding player. She was also the Big East freshman of the year and the Big East player of the year. So the Huskies, 14 straight wins heading into the NCAA tournament, Wayne. They should be the number one overall seed at 24 and 1. Brad Heller with the sports update this morning on Tuesday. On the Morning News Roundup on Tuesday, the 9th of March. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot, and here are three things to know this morning. Reports say Governor Andrew Cuomo is making calls to state lawmakers asking them to say they cannot support calls for his resignation because it may stymie the Attorney General Tish James' independent investigation. The second thing, a New Jersey man who went missing during last month's major snowstorm has been found dead, buried in snow outside of his parents' home in Wyckoff, more than a month after he visited them. He was never heard from again. A neighbor called police yesterday to say she found a man dead on her lawn, partially covered in snow. Foul play is not suspected. Third thing, New York is number one in traffic congestion. The analytics firm, Inrix, says New York drivers suffered most in the country in 2020, losing 100 hours of time sitting in traffic. And that's actually an improvement, 28% better from the year before. Now, from our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date. 2020. Governor Murphy has just declared a state of emergency as coronavirus cases went up to 11 today. Good evening. 1954. Tonight, See It Now devotes its entire half hour to a report on Senator Joseph R. McCarthy, told mainly... McCarthy was a fascist and uh, uh, of the worst type. Uh, There was nothing American about the man except having been born in Wisconsin. But the senator had everyone running scared with a briefcase he said was full of secret communists among us. The raw, harsh, unpleasant fact is that communism is an issue and will be an issue in 1954. CBS's Mike Wallace recalls having to sign a loyalty oath. Why do you have to sign a loyalty oath to your own country? That doesn't sound American. But a lot of us did it because we wanted to keep our jobs. And on this night in 1954, Ed Murrow made this case to a scared nation. This is no time for men who oppose Senator McCarthy's methods to keep silent, or for those who approve. The actions of the junior senator from Wisconsin have caused alarm and dismay amongst our allies abroad, and given considerable comfort to our enemies. And whose fault is that? Not really his. He didn't create this situation of fear. He merely exploited it, and rather successfully. Cassius was right. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. Good night, and good luck. The Morrow-McCarthy broadcast ended Joe McCarthy. 
And that's our WCBS Morning News Roundup. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. Type in WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup and subscribe today. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 